Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 250. Man, that number just blows my mind. I can't believe we've made it to 250 episodes already. Seems like only yesterday, Derek, Kevin, Matt, and myself were recording our first one. How time flies. So with being an anniversary episode, I decided to do things a bit different. Instead of all the bells and whistles, along with remembering great times in the past, we made a very awesome old school episode. And to help me out, I got the original gang back to record it in our old format. It's surprising how much the chemistry, nerdage, and insults still come naturally to us all. Without taking up too much more with this intro, I do want to say thanks to all those listeners that have stuck by through the last 250 episodes and those who will continue forward until our next milestone. And with that, grab a beer, sit back and relax with Drunk on Comics episode 250, The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah, what is that your truck? Yeah, I know what Mel has. Mel, yeah, Mel has has the uh, uh, the shield. shield. Yeah, I like that you got a little nerdy on that. I didn't know though. Like, did you just have lights that just kind of shine down before? No. Or you had like these lights installed to do this? No, it's something that you install. And now these are cheap. They're just little things that stick on your door. And then when you close the door, you put like a little magnet that's stuck down, and so it, when it's it's near it. It shuts it off. Oh, so like you could just stick them on any car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh fuck! I want to buy those then. Yeah. yeah what are they? they, they, they I, don't, I don't know how expensive they are. Well, I got mine on Wish. dot com, and they. Tony, were, are you recording? Oh, <laughs> is that the only site you visit anymore? Yeah, he's been telling me all about that site. Like, hey, Tony, are you recording? Isn't that how we always do this? Yeah. And someone always <laughs> asks the question. <laughs> hey, I was gonna say, are we gonna get started? No, technically, we have started. Hold on. That's what I was wondering if, like, this is our segue in, or are we. There's no segue. We just do shit. So yeah, no. So I get I got these Punisher lights. Okay. So when you open and, the door, yeah, and and actually you can see where they're stuck on there. Well, okay. These are the cheap ones. That's fine. We need those from our stepdad. Yeah. For his birthday coming up in May. Yeah. And now, and just install them. And just have, install have them now, at night. Just freak the fuck out. Well, what other ones did you see out there? Because um, because you mentioned uh, shield. Well, okay, and so Punisher. well, so the ones that we got on my fiance's car are those are like the good ones. Mm-hmm. They're about the size of like a double A battery. You actually have to t- take the door panel off. You drill a hole through the metal. Um, which, you know, they give you like the, the proper drill to do it. Seems like too much work. The, the, and, the bit, right? Yeah. They give you the okay. bit and then you don't get the whole drill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, everything that you're showing me on this wish.com is cheap as fuck. Yeah. So you were like, Hey, two fifty for a, uh, a bit and some. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah. Can go to Harbor Freight and pick it up for like 99 cents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'll work once, but hey. <laughs> and then you get a 50 cent rebate on top of that. <laughs> no, but so um the no the ones that I got for for Mel actually you like it's it's a good quality piece and then like it slides up through and there's kind of a nut that you uh clamp down on the other side and it actually wires into 
the light on your door. So you're like, you know, when you open the door and you got the little lights that shine, that's how that one's attached. Same, you know, these are just cheap and you just stick them on. How but, cheap are they? Uh, so a set of two was $5 plus $3. You're sh- fucking kidding me. $3 you shipping. That yeah, we, that <laughs> we're telling them it was Actually, 50 I'm going to get that for all my friends <laughs> for the birthday. <laughs> take, take, what, did it take about a month to get in? Uh, Yeah, about a month. Okay. So, um, but no, it was... Uh, like it was, it was really kind of, kind of cool. And so like I got him and then of course I forgot that my Denali, I didn't even think about it on the, the front doors, driver and passenger. There's like, like the fuzzy cloth stuff there. So I actually had to stick it to the fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy stuff. <laughs> like, well, fuck it. I got 310,000 miles on it. It's not like, it's not like if there's sticky stuff on the cloth there that that's going to like yeah, drop they, the, they, they, they I mean, car. you increase the value of your car by 50 cents with those stickers. <laughs> oh shit. Maybe 20 bucks. Oh, and I got, and I got, uh, three Punisher emblems that I stuck on, you know, one on each door and then one on the back. But anyway, so, uh, welcome to, uh, car talk. <laughs> No, welcome to Drunk on Comics. I'm Derek. I'm Tony. I'm Matt. Kevin here. And uh, this is our weekly podcast where we talk about comic books and conventions and uh, collecting tips and other little nerdly nuggets of fun. Yes, we do. Yeah. Each and every week. (laughs) (laughs) Love those nuggets. Anyone have any uh, hot convention tips uh, you want to share? Uh, Bring your backpack. (laughs) Bring your backpack. Yeah, asshole, I heard you. I've been listening to to another show that uh, that's out there that a good dear friend of mine makes that was making fun of me and not using my backpack. So I don't know what those, you're talking about. People. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I actually had uh, someone ask me the other day uh, about, or he was saying he wanted to get to a comic book convention. He's like, "Yeah, but I gotta go to you know like Chicago, or I gotta go to like you know New York and stuff." And I, I was kind of telling him, I said, "Those can be fun." But the really, really big conventions, you spend a lot of time waiting in line. Sometimes you don't even get into the to see the people that you want to talk to and stuff. And I said some of the more uh, moderately sized ones um, can be uh, a whole lot of fun because you're closer to the people and uh, the events. So you know, don't discredit the the smaller venues just because they don't have huge, huge names. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Actually, I think probably the one the one con tip, I see people bitching all the time because cons have grown so fast over the last, you know, five years in particular, but, but you know, ten years. Isn't it cool that, like, you don't get beat up anymore for, like, talking about comic books? And Yeah. I mean, you know, we haven't been in high school for, like, 50 years in Derek's case, but... <laughs> well, I never got beat up because I've never... Never told anyone about comics. Yeah, but you're right. That's one of the reasons why they become so popular. Is now it's it's kind of cool to be well, heard. But so the one thing I want to say though is that I think people really need to understand you're gonna wait in line, even if yeah. you buy tickets in advance. Like people are like, well, I bought my tickets in advance, and then the doors open half hour early, so I should be in there right at nine thirty. No, unless you showed up, got in line at seven, so that you were one of the first hundred people there. Then you're going to get, otherwise, if you roll up at 920, fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But hurry well, up and wait. Hey, if you, if you, well, you never, you don't know better and you don't read any, anything about long lines, then. Part of the problem is people are like, well, this con I used to go to, it was better because it was small and I could walk right in. Uh, well, oh, oh, those, those fucking idiots who, who did, who did, went to a con 20 years ago. Yeah. When it was at a Hyatt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, uh, or uh, lovingly dubbed by uh, one of my friends who will remain nameless on this one. Uh, but he referred to them as the church basement dirt mall cons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but, that's a great thing about a comic book convention, though. While you're waiting in line, you have plenty of time to read a comic. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this episode is brought to you by Motor City Comic Con, happening May 19th through the 21st at the... Suburban, Suburban Showcase Showdown. I still can't do it. At, in beautiful Novi, Michigan, go to MotorCityComicCon.com. Get your tickets right now. Um, uh, dude, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if, I, if we talked about it here um, or not, but did you know that they sold out of Artist Alley tables in less than a month? We haven't talked about it, but I've I've known that and I've heard that, and that is crazy. Yeah. yeah they, got some, they got some good people working on the marketing uh over there and they're really getting the word out and i think it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger yeah yeah it is so so let's uh, get down to so expect to wait a little bit but it'll be worth your time yes it will so all right uh off the shelf who wants to start um how about you start Derek? all right uh this week i've got empowered in the soldier of love number two of three uh it's the soldier of love well, okay, so actually... It, it's, is that how the Huey Lewis song goes, right? Uh, the, the Power of Love. love. I, I think you were trying to sing Elton John's The Circle of Love. <laughs> <laughs> A little mix of The Circle of Life. <laughs> yeah, so actually it's funny, though, that, that you're singing that because... money. Well, no, like, the Soldier of Love is... Um, that there's... There's a Rick Astley version, there's a Donny Osmond version, there's a Sade version. All by all songs with that. The reason I know this, you're talking about the book now. Seriously, I am. Oh my god, it's something he learned in a comic book. (laughs) It is. Like I remember Donny Osmond, I remember uh, Rick Astley, but I didn't remember Sade. The reason, though, that I know this is that in this book, there's lots of little things where they just put the the little you know kind of die. It's well, it's not dialogue. I guess it's just information box technically at that point. Like the VH1 uh, pop up videos. Pop up, yeah, almost. Yeah, but it's just it, it says like background music. Soldier of Love, you know, <laughs> like, and then it lists people up. Background music, uh, you know, Dress You Up in My Love by Madonna. Background music, Love is in the Air by John Paul Young. Background music, On the Wings of Love by <laughs> Jeffrey Osborne. Like, it's in all these panels. So you should really get all those musics on your uh, on your phone, download them on your phone, and then play it as atmosphere music while you're reading? The problem is, is like literally you'll have them like one panel to the next, there's another one going. So I don't uh. think you could flip through that fast. But anyway, so uh, for people that are not familiar with Empowered, this is Adam Warren's um, Ameramanga type character that he's got. And Empowered's been around for shit 10 years now maybe more um and there's a huge huge volume of work uh if you want to read about this character her friend ninjet which remember we did nine beers with ninjet way back in the day um this one here this one is a little different it's one of the reasons i want to talk to talk to you guys about it was um adam wrote this one but he did not draw it and normally he is the writer and artist on it and so it was a little tougher for me to get into now one big bonus on this is that this issue is actually colored where a lot of his stuff is just black and white because he works pretty much strictly with pencil um you know rarely actually is it does does your traditional inks on here uh but this is uh drawn by carla diaz who is um oh crap i'm gonna have to look i can't remember where she's from now uh, uh she's from chile uh but this is um, a little different story, and it's funny because 
Adam had mentioned in the book one of the reasons why he wanted uh, another artist on this is that the Soldier of Love, who is the, the villain in this book, he hates drawing frilly, ruffly shit. So <laughs> he's like, perfect, I'm going to bring somebody else in. Uh, what was really cool about the the whole process of making this book, though, that I didn't realize is that because when Adam does his his scripts, he's thumbnailing and scripting at the same time. And it's, it's cool because if you ever catch him at a con, you can actually go and buy thumbnails from him because he's got them. And, and they're relatively cheap. You know, it's like maybe 20 bucks for a page. And it's on eight and a half by 11 and stuff. So what he did is he actually thumbnailed all of these pages oh, and then cool. sent the thumbnails to Carla. And then she created the book based off of his thumbnails. So I was like, that's kind of sweet. I mean, it, it looks beautiful, and Empowered always has been a great, yeah, great comic book. It's funny as shit too. I mean, that's that's one of the the, the best things about this. I mean, there's there are some jokes in issue one and two that literally had me bust out laughing. And Mel's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "You're going to read this anyway. I can't tell you." But I mean, there's a joke about butt stuff in there, like you know. <laughs> but the uh, the basic premise of this story is that the soldier of love hates people that are in love. And so she has a love gun that she can make anybody fall in love with anybody else. And so she goes around shooting all the, all the, the super powered people so that they are falling in love. There's two weather people that fall in love and they're creating F five, like tornadoes and shit. And you know, all these other people. And while all the superheroes and supervillains are falling in love, then she can go in and pretty much wipe out love from the entire world. Hmm. Um, so it's 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 fun. It's there's a lot of just really kind of like filthy sex humor in here without getting graphic. Um, when you've got like you know all these superheroes text sexting back and forth. Um, there's um, there's Yummy Mummy and uh, and oh god I can't remember what what character she fell in love with. It's something Daddy. And you mean, uh, you mean Yummy Mummy the the like the breakfast cereal? No, not the, no. You're thinking. Uh, <laughs> You're thinking uh, Boo Booberry and and Frank and no, there was Yummy Bear. There's you, there's Yummy Mummy. Was yeah. there? Yeah. I don't know if that's the name, but there was a mummy. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was short. It was short lived. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt your comic book review about oh. breakfast. No. <laughs> <laughs> All Kevin could think of is man, you know it sounds really good. Booberry bowl, <laughs> bowl of cereal yeah. right now. No, so there. Anyway, um, it, it's just some of the fun little things in here, like when when Ninjet is going to the little mini fridge and is pulling out beers because, you know, the the mummy's like, oh, your little yummy's been such a bad girl, daddy. She needs to be punished. And she's like, going to need way more beer to cope with sexy daddy chatter. <laughs> now, the bad guy in here, um, I'm assuming they don't want to have, like, their fingerprints uh, found or, like, you know, when they're being villains, so she's probably wearing gloves, like, to protect herself. She's got... A love glove, right? Yes, yes, she does have yeah. a love glove. Okay. Um, it's funny because she also has a vape pen, which I just does think she, is is hilarious. Does, does, does she make sure she's got a raincoat for when it's it's raining out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she, she's in and like if there's puddles, she's wearing her rubbers too. Okay, she's yeah. got a helmet. Yeah, going on. Yep, yep. And and it's and it's cute. Like it's it's kind is she of she on the pill. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of. No, nah, she's got Plan B. 
it's kind of a beret, but but it's what's our band got to do with it? I was this? gonna say, what's our what's our karaoke band got to do with any of this? <laughs> so she's wearing this cute little beret with a heart on it, but it's actually made by uh, by James Hart. So it's a heart on hat, but it's actually but it's actually it's it's a Jimmy hat. So <laughs> all those things are false. Um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, definitely a lot of fun in this book. And and I'll be honest, it took me a while to get into it when the reading, art changed. W- yeah, yeah, when you're so used to it. But the first issue, I was like, mm. by the time I got into the second issue, I'm like, I I love this. It's 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 just different enough. The characters are super expressive. Um, Ninjet actually looks fantastic in this book. Kevin, I don't know if I passed that to you yet, but, no, um, we'll but yeah, pass it around. Awesome book. I have two mugs up. All right. Wait, you know what I just, just noticed? Oh yeah. No. It, yeah. Is this, is this something that's just, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm holding the book for the first time and I'm no, the first thing I noticed is that it's shorter. Yeah. Than than the other books. Yeah, it's and, a it's it, a completely different size it, format. Always has been. Really? Okay. Yeah. So okay, so this is not like the new the new new thing uh, happening in in the comic book world. No, it's just uh, Adam Warren has always done a different size. Okay. All right. Um. Very interesting. Thank you, Derek. I picked up this week because I accidentally picked it up a couple weeks ago. A love love. Yeah, <laughs> I just accidentally picked that up. No, uh, I was going through. <laughs> no, you accidentally pick something up if you don't wear the love glove. <laughs> I uh, a couple weeks ago was going back through some of my Spider-Man um, uh, conspira- the clone conspiracy, and I noticed in there somehow I accidentally got um, number three of Renew Your Vows, Amazing Spider-Man. Which I wasn't picking up that series uh, only because is this I have three- the original one? From a while back? Oh, or? from Secret Wars? Oh, I read all those. Okay. I, I loved it. Or is this, uh, was, is this, this the, the, the Stegman? Yeah. So because of that, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, huh, well, I got this. Might as well read it. And I'm like, I'm digging this. Mm-hmm. So then I made sure I got four, and then this week I got number five. Um, it is a fun book. And I say that primarily because it, it does what they've wanted to do with Spider-Man, but keep retconning all the time, which is having him grow up, having him finally be that father figure, because we've seen out of anything in Marvel, what they always try to do is make it seem like they change stuff without really changing it. Mm -hmm. And Spider-Man's kind of like the epitome of a character that has changed the most throughout the last 20 years from being the high schooler that he was for so long. 20 years? Well, in the last 20 years, he's changed a lot. Oh, he used to always yeah. be just a high schooler, but then they finally got him to be a college person, and then from there, now a professional, that him in the normal uh, Spider-Man book series, the one that he died in and became a ghost... Um... <laughs> no, no. That, Dan's that, last run. Yeah. But anyways... No, no. Did you, did you fuckers ever pay up? <laughs> yeah, I, I did something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I arbitrate well, I kind of arbitrated it in both of your favors because you were both right. He was dead and yet he also wasn't dead. He was he a ghost, but he was in the mind. <laughs> oh I, no no I, but, but we had we had Stegman. Yeah. Yeah, Ste- yeah Stegman made the ruling, yeah. Yep. Uh I know I paid you, and I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> but 
Anyways, going back to this. Now. We're retconning that right now. <clears throat> yeah. yeah you, you've been paid. <laughs> right, right, no, uh, Kevin, retcon it again. I've been, I haven't been paid, and, and he owes me twice. <laughs> <laughs> One of the big things that people, fans have always wanted is his relationship with MJ back. Where in the current, you know, series, continuity-wise, I just don't see that happening being as big of a thing that Renew Your Vows now can be. Them being married and having a daughter. And so this issue right now, um, which also is kind of a little saddened to find out that this issue, <clears throat> Ryan didn't actually uh, draw in yeah, it. Yeah, this, um, this is his, I think he's, I think he's back on issue six. Um, break. Yeah, it's just, you know, catching up. But, but he's, well, so Stegman's been doing um, all the pencils and inks on, on this book. And then, you know, somebody else is doing colors and letters. But yeah, so it's, it's a little bit different. But he's, um, I don't know if you guys... If I've talked to you guys about this or not, but um, he's been doing digital pencils with traditional inks, oh, which wow. is a, a, is kind of the reverse of what you see a lot. But the main reason is like one of the main reasons I shouldn't say the main one of the main reasons is um, when you have the traditional inks, you can sell that a hell like, oh, like you a lot you more. can't. Well, I mean, if if you do digital pencil and ink, you have no original art to sell. And from a business standpoint, you know, you got to have that art. Yeah, I didn't ever think of that. That makes sense. Yeah. This, uh, coming out of, though, the Secret Wars uh, book that they made up for that and becoming an ongoing series, um, and it's what I said back in the day, too. Stegman was born to draw Spider-Man. Like, his lines, his every, it's... He's just such an amazing writer. And I will say... Tear this thing, sorry. <laughs> like I was trying to... Ah, like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I will say that Nathan Stockman, um, who did the art on this, though, also superb. Um, I could tell that it wasn't Stegman's work, but I could also say it, it fits in with the way the series has been. Um, this one being pretty much called Family Night, and following the series so far, you're getting reintroduced to these characters, this world that they live in, um, MJ has, uh, is kind of spider woman in this. She has webbing. Spinnerette. She has webbing and stuff. Yeah. She's not spider woman. She's like, like spider woman. Oh well, yeah. Spinnerette. Come on, Tony. <laughs> um, and, and then their daughter, uh, Annie, who has the same powers as, as Peter. They are doing a fun game night at what, this is the one part where I thought was ridiculous, but only because it's comic books that it works. They go to a Chuck E. Cheese's type place, and right next door is a bank. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen when you see the bad guys talking earlier of, hey, we got to rob a bank. That totally Wait. makes sense, though, because then parents can just go right next door to the ATM and spend more money at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, so the Chuck, e. Cheese, the Chuck E. Cheese here in town is right next to a bank. Okay, well, no, I think that actually just <laughs> nailed it of why why they, they would have it. Um I think that one of the, what was the name of this thing called? It was Bouncing Bunny Buns and Burgers. <laughs> and I said that right when I was reading it before. I'm like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to totally fuck up and do a word scramble. But Well, well now you now you totally messed it up because you said it right and now you've undermined yourself. I messed up what yourself. I was going to. Yeah. Yeah, say now, it fast. You've lost right the now. point. What are you talking about? Buster, but, no, that's not even a bunny. <laughs> bouncy Bunny <laughs> Buns and Burgers. Fuck you, Kevin. Buns and um, Burgers? Yeah. <laughs> But ultimately, we have them fighting uh, Sandman, <laughs> and I loved how they wrapped up the the fight 
and I did not mean to make that pun, by actually webbing him up and wrapping him completely, where old Spider, like just Spider-Man, wouldn't have enough webbing to do that. But when you have all three of the family webbing (laughs) up... Everybody's throwing ropes like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can cover them. A, the art looked amazing with how they were doing it, but it, it made sense in just a different dynamic of how this Parker family uh, fights crime. I'm going to stick with this book, mainly because the teaser for the next one says, uh, it was Enter enter the X-Men, um, or next, Meet uh, the X-Men. And I want to know what the X-Men of this world are like, because... Whereas not everything needs to be continuity with Marvel, and I do like well, continuity. Did, did, did you see that? Yes, but okay. I'm saying, what are these X-Men compared to 616 X-Men? How different is this world than the 616 world? Um, and that I like Marvel doing more of these what-ifs, but they're not what-ifs. They're just different storylines in different universes. And this is the great thing is, I didn't, I didn't realize this at first until I talked to Ryan. This is an ongoing. This isn't going to be like a, a short run. They plan on letting this go for a long time. Well, and they, they've they done that from time to time very successfully. I mean, just look at the Ultimate Universe, and it started off with Spider-Man. We're going to retell the stories, change, change some important things, keep to the heart of the characters, and see what new stories we can tell. But, I mean, Marvel is has always been about the what-ifs so much that even in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now, uh, that's what they're. That's what the next part of the series when they come back. It's the framework. They're all in this virtual reality world where people. Uh, Shield doesn't exist anymore. Hydra is in charge, and so and so. You know these characters are still alive and they're dating. And as soon as that episode was over a couple weeks ago, the only thing I think of is, wow, they're even putting what ifs in their TV shows now. So, so <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of what if comics, but. They definitely have. They tapered off you know, long ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think possibly the reason why they just killed them off is because they're possibly using up material? <laughs> yeah, all their storylines. <laughs> because Marvel, it, like movie studios now these days, you got to think. Okay, a long term. What do you got for the long term? If if you're taking stories and just kind of wrapping them up in a 16 page comic, okay, you. Might be able to not be able to tell a longer version of that story uh, later down the road because I, people might cite back the old story. I, 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 I think I don't know. It, it, it's some crazy outside of the box thinking. But what happened to what if comics, man? Time travel. Yeah, time travel. No, took that, care that, of, that's the answer to everything. At, every, Mad, magic. Remember they broke the timeline in Age of Ultron. Well, no, everything now is a what if. Yeah, <laughs> like. Like, all the history is... What if this continuity connects in this next issue? <laughs> what? The, I mean, that's the biggest the thing that I ever. The thing that I've seen is that how comics have evolved from... The back... When the what-ifs were most classic is when you could tell... You would tell most of a story in a single issue of the comic. Or maybe it's a, it's a two-parter, right? I, but now it's like, you can't tell... You start the first part of the story in part one, and it's easily six issues... By the time you finish that one story, and so then how do you do a what if that's only going to be like one issue to that? People are just uh, more used to longer stories, I think now. I think I think too though. Um, when when you look at at those, a lot of them are kind of like the the little time travels. I mean, when you look at like you know Days of Future Past in in X Men, you know, is that one forty one one forty two? You know, 
that that time travel, they did a what if basically by jumping ahead and showing within the storyline what could have happened. Um, speaking of that, I almost forgot this being our 250th episode. It's it's one of the, it's like one of those milestone issues. Somebody's gonna die. Oh. <laughs> well, my no, one, no one's re- wearing red today, so that's that's good. That's good. We yeah. don't, we, at least we don't know. Oh man, we're all good con- contestants though. Yeah, like Derek could die of like liver failure. Tony's diabetes. Uh, Kevin and I both have kids, so that'd be the most tragic, right? So yeah. Oh shit. I'm the one that talked about my fiance in this episode. You know it's me. Uh, yes. <laughs> you have a significant other that damn it that will mourn your your passing. Oh. Um, no. Speaking though of the what ifs and all that, it's I do think that they are running out of ideas. I mean, to kind of tie in a little bit of uh, the with the Spider-Man, um, I sent you guys just kind of the funny link of someone had like uh, a Venom that was like talking about man, I've made some good change character changes. You know, I've come a long ways. Um, I'm a better yeah, says, person and everything. Says, oh boy, we're finally Venom again. We can't wait to see the uh, new and exciting direction we're taking in. Now that we've changed so much, let's look at the June solicit. And then he looks at the June solicit where it pretty much says he's going to go back to his hatred of Spider-Man and wanting to do nothing but destroy him. And I go, what the fuck? Like, can we not have the same renewed story over and over again and retreading on it all well, the what's, time. What's wrong with him go, going back to be a bad guy? It happens in wrestling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> True, but it just seems like have him do something else Come, besides create. I mean, create a new villain to to fight. Or I just I feel know. like they're running out of ideas. The house of ideas is maybe no more. maybe maybe they just said, you know what? We don't need to have a huge house of ideas. We can we can do just fine with a tiny house of ideas. It's the yeah. cottage of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony, I want to I want to go back to the bungalow uh, of ideas to uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Renew your vows. What did, What did you think about the the kind of limitation that they put on Spider-Man, which I thought was cool? Was that because of how Mary Jane Mary Jane doesn't actually have powers. powers Her yeah. suit has powers, and when she's using her powers, she, that suit has powers because it basically siphons powers off of Peter. So when the two of them are actually fighting at the same time, neither one is as strong as they could be. And it it, it balances out the all-powerful family because having all three of them be fully charged and then having their daughter who's also got powers but yet still young, still learning them, you kind of throw that in the mix too of like vulnerable Mm-hmm. But you have someone, Mary Jane, who um, seems to be able to kick ass pretty well. So she's done gymnastics and in ninjutsu, like every superhero seems to just automatically acquire. Yeah, you got to know your Croc Maga if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna be living in New York City these days. You never know when uh, a Cree soldier is gonna come down the street. Or what I love a lot about this book though is Normie uh, Osborne. Yeah, Norman's just, son, who just creepy. Creepy, but also like I, he's got like that, a crush his, on yeah on on Spiderwing yeah, which that's that's Annie's name. She's Spiderwing. MJ is Spinneret. Um, I actually one of the, one of the other things that it wasn't in this he he wasn't in this issue, but J Jonah Jameson. Have you noticed he's constantly got a sucker or a candy cane or something in his mouth because he's he's 
quitting smoking. Mm -hmm. And, like, they don't say, like, you know, but there was, like, issue one, there were some some cool things. Like, the steam off of his coffee with the the peppermint stick sticking out of his mouth made it look like smoke. (laughs) And I was like, it's fucking beautiful. (laughs) Like, it's such a nice touch put in there. But um, a lot of that actually is uh, Jerry Conway's writing, though. Yeah. So, fucking good. Anyway. Anyone else got anything off the shelf? Nah. Right. Um, we got I, the best on tap this week. Actually, yeah. Surprisingly enough, Amazing Spider-Man: <laughs> Renew Your Vows <laughs> number five. <laughs> this uh, th- this cover, the artwork was by by Stagman on this, and yeah, dude, like he is he he's always been fantastic. He's always been amazing, <laughs> superior even at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> And even when he's not there, his presence is just always there on the pages, like a ghost. It's almost like he can see the into 2099 and <laughs> yeah, see where the future's going. I mean, I'm wondering if he can make so much stuff like you know happen because I mean, shit, has he cloned himself? <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. His his artwork is full of maximum carnage. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this? Can we, can we no. move on? Anyway, th- this is, uh, the, again, I, I wanted to touch on this a lot, and I already kind of mentioned him doing his, his digital pencils has allowed him to take a lot more chances because if he doesn't like it, you just lasso that shit right out and mm-hmm. boom, it's done, and then you just redo it. But it's also allowed him to put in more detailed backgrounds to kind of set up, like when when in some of the earlier issues you see you know, the cityscapes and whatnot that are behind and like the, the fucking small birds flying, you know, it's the, it's the small those details. Are, those are just mistakes that he turned into little birds. It's <laughs> just like Bob Ross taught him. Oh, he, he spilled some ink. He's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Some happy little birds. Um, but no, like I, I, I just think that his work is, is just top notch. And, um, that, that's kind of why when I say it's amazing, it is, it is. So, I, I, I vow to follow this comic book. <laughs> I, I will renew mine as well. I'm going to renew your subscription. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Kevin, uh, something that we haven't seen in a while. Oh, I'm going to bring out my long box. Eh? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I dug I dug hard uh, the other day. Uh, I dug deep. Yeah, just got right in there. <laughs> so, it, you know, it ain't no secret. Yeah, us folks here at uh, Drunken Comics, uh, we're we're middle aged folk, right? Well, we are now. Now, well, yeah, we started. Talking, we were talking, young. Talk about now. <laughs> so and now, look at Tony. Oh, Guys, just look at him. So, I mean, the <laughs> listeners at home, look at Tony. <laughs> no, no. So for for us, we have lots of memories of the nineties. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, we we actually most of us weren't drinking in the nineties, so no. the nineties are pretty. <laughs> other than I Derek, was. the nineties were pretty clear for most of us. So so for for, for some like the, the the young younger people in this middle age, um, you know they, they may be more familiar with the nineties, like with uh, Rugrats and uh, uh, Muppet Babies. You remember uh, remember purple colored ketchup. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, older folks, yeah, you might remember uh, the OJ trial. Uh, uh, Derek, big sh- big uh, talk show mania fan. Remember uh, what? Oprah, Sally, Jesse. Oh yeah, Maury. Dude, it was the peak of talk shows. Phil and, Donahue. You know, remember when we were simultaneously blessed and uh, immediately. 
uh, cursed with the Chevy Chase show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. But so one of the other things I remember from the 90s is that there, there, there seemed to be a particular type of movie that came out. And once Hollywood caught wind of this, they just kept on producing them. And what I'm talking about here would be like virus movies or pan, uh, pandemic. pandemic movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so some of the more popular ones you might remember would be Twelve Monkeys, The Stand. You know, that was a TV movie. Outbreak. Well, the Stand was based on a book well, by Stephen yeah. King. That yeah, but was it was writ- a TV movie that was actually pretty popular. Yeah. Philadelphia. Now, when someone is popular, I don't blame other medias to try to capture on the popularity of what's hot, okay? You know, if something's hot, you go for it. You know, you're running out of ideas. There's going to be copycats. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't worry, 90s comic books are coming soon. (laughs) So, so what brings me today from, from my long box is, is uh, it was a, uh, um, a collection called Batman Contagion, and that's how it's pronounced, right? Yeah. I, okay. I need I need help with my groomer. groomer. Contagion. Contagion. All right. there, there, there's, there you go. There you go. Okay. So this this is a twelve book crossover that went over most of the Batman universe titles. Uh, so this this is in my opinion around the same time where crossovers were just all just everything was a fucking crossover, okay? And I get it. You, you you're trying to you know, hype up your big books. In this case, all your primary Batman titles, Detective Cop mix, Batman, whatever, <laughs> and, and trying to boost up your your, oh, le- your lesser titles my, like like Nightwing. <laughs> Well, actually, it was funny. Nightwing is in this book, but he, but he apparently didn't have a standalone comic at the time. So, so the other crossovers were Catwoman, Robin. Oh and God, that's Ezra, right. I, re- I remember the cat. Oh, I loved the Catwoman series. I think I've got like the first fifty issues. I'm not fucking lying on that. Well, at your at that particular age, I know why you did. Yes. Which actually embossed you know, covers. So I'm actually I'll, I'll, I will. <laughs> sidetrack from my notes here and say yeah man i don't you know it's funny i i've been on the show a bunch of times and i and i talk about pornography and how i really i I do like uh some of the the pornographic comics for 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 fun but if i'm reading a kind of a batman serious fiction book I, i really don't care how the women are drawn on here with um the their, 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 their big personalities. Yeah, and, they're really smart. Oh my gosh, so smart! Uh, the I, I the really, fact that their core, really, their their waists are so skinny that their core muscles wouldn't at yeah. all be able to balance I, I, such weight. Really, but you know, I didn't really care about that. But uh, but so Azrael, so this was kind of, in my opinion, because I was I was at the time I was reading these hot and heavy. Uh, this was this is. Uh, let's see. Nightfall was ninety three, ninety four. So I, I want to say this kind of series was kind of like the reemergence of Azrael after all that shit went down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of a reintroductory to this. So uh, so this series takes uh, a lot of the same 
beats from all those uh, contamination, virus contamination stories. Okay, virus breaks out, rush to find a cure, rush to implement said cure, and and, and that's fine as long as the story delivers, which it does through most of the issues here. Uh, plenty of great dialogue within the pages. It, it really was captivating. I thought there were some a lot of cool Easter eggs, in my opinion, that were uh, uh, tributes to Batman 66, which I, I mean, I've said over and over again, that's my go-to yeah. uh, TV show. Uh, but if you're looking for action, eh, not much here, but I mean, how much action can you plug into um, a story that's talking about viruses? Um, and that that's 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 fine. If you're not if you're not into this and borks, hey, maybe this is this is for you. A uh, lot of urgent diplomacy because uh, obviously the dead virus. You gotta hurry, 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 go, go, go. Uh, uh, fortunately, the the book is, I think, is actually great, but it just really tapers super fast at the end. Uh, like they trying just to quickly re- try to wrap it up. Yeah, it, it felt a little rushed. It was a little disappointing in that, but I try to when I when I finished reading, I tried not to let the end of the book ruin what I thought was actually pretty interesting right at the beginning of it. I think probably the I don't mean to interrupt here, Kevin. That's, but no, I, that, 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 that's fine. I, you know how my how my reviews suck balls. <laughs> so that's that's mighty fine. Anything you can do to improve a zero, well, that's going to be great. <laughs> Zero times one is still zero, but you know it's trying. It's yeah. trying. No, I think I think probably one of the hardest parts with any of those crossovers is that you don't have the same writer, you know, from issue to issue to issue, and so that that creates a completely different issue problem, not issue. Completes a completes creates a completely different problem in the fact that you now have. Differences in pacing, you have differences, you know, in preferences of how you're doing storytelling, things of that nature as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you you tell that a little bit here. But do you, do you think the planning of multi-crossover series epic tales like this are more thought out now? I think they're they much more thought then? out now. I, I really yeah. feel like they're much more thought I, out now. Well, I, I think it sometimes depends on That's how true. loosely the event is. Yeah. But I think they. Oh, you're, you're, you're kind of referring to like Marvel's seem to be like summer epics. Yeah. Well, yeah, but see, they also have the the Marvel retreat every year where they actually plan out basically the next year mm-hmm. in storyline what's happening with like individual characters. How are they mm-hmm. going to, you know, Death of Wolverine was planned out well in advance. It's not like they just said, eh, let's fucking give it a shot." You know, mm-hmm. same. You know, because they also I think at that point that they knew. When they had the death of Wolverine planned out, they knew that two years later they were going to do Secret Wars, where they could bring Old Man Logan back in the mix, yeah. and now you have Wolverine back in. It's not the same one, so you can still say that yes, he really died, but mm, there you go. Okay. If you're looking for good artwork here, uh, collectively the art is not an A or an F, but uh, you remember this is a crossover, so. <laughs> With all the titles previously mentioned, you can imagine which titles have A artwork and which titles have 
low grade artwork. Well, but, and but the, the styles. There's some weird style it, changes it, in there it, too. It, it's it, so it, it's interesting. Is this is a I brought here to the to the show the uh, trade paperback just because I'm going to carry around 12 individual comics and rip them open because I have I have both, but it's definitely better here because boy you would think that at the end of a single issue you would have something to lure you back in or make you excited for next week's crossover title I've never read a collection of books where the just the end page of an issue was just like oh boy it it mailed it in (laughs) all right your turn hey hey, here's the baton go for it no but so 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 you're really selling this guy i just want you to know i i know i know i'm i'm a a great salesman my my sales are never been more stagnant gold doubloons So uh, this is, is is interesting. This is definitely if you see it at the fifty percent off uh, trade paperback thing, if they still have those at the at the comic book uh, trade show convention thingy. There's my con tip. Yeah, uh, dirt, <laughs> dirt mall church basement ones. You'll yeah. definitely find them. <laughs> so, so Batman uh, Contagion. <laughs> awesome. All Wait, right. What's next, y'all? Uh, newts. Yeah. Yeah, we got any new news? Oh, some some new news. Uh, well, what was it? It's a, it's all the good news with Gary Gnu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the green space coaster. I, Get I was on board. That the other day, randomly, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I started just laughing to myself because I'm like, God, I will for always remember that. And you and you never you never saw the damn show. Yeah, yeah. I just remember it because of yeah. you. It sticks in my head. Well, yeah, and it, it's. It's kind of like you just uh, went back in time. <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> All right, uh, news. Well, so, um, well, start off with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it has been uh, made public that they are making a number three before number two has even come out, which not surprising. Trilogies, man, got to have a trilogy. I know, but you, you, I usually think that they would wait a little bit before. Um, exploring those when they still got a lot of them on their docket. I'm surprised make. that they just don't go back and make a make a number one again. Because everybody loves number one. So it's like you have number one, then number two, then go back to number one. <laughs> I can see them doing that eventually. Yeah. Like the 2030, they're going to be like, oh, we should reboot the just Avengers. Get, uh, just get an episode just, zero. Just have zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I uh, also learned is um, James Gunn, the, the director, said that this is a post-credit uh, teaser unlike any other that to, the only way that you would to, to quote his twitter uh his tweet all i'll say is unless you have to rush out because your mother is dying stay through the entire end credits and okay that's the first time that i've heard uh, a director actually flat out say sometimes when i'm in a movie i need to quick look up and see am i going to waste my time sitting through these credits to see something or not as me and derek discussed on our logan um special there was no uh, post teaser, which was amazing and great. Why they didn't have one, um, but it still it brings up the point of why don't we just put these things in the movie? Why do they need to be post credits? Like why do we need to? I feel like there's so many there all the time now that it it takes away that um, Easter egg. 
half these people got up to leave their seats when some people said, oh, did you see that end credit? And then everyone's pissed that they actually didn't stay through the credits. I used to like it when it was the first, it was new, but now I just feel like it's it's the same. Mm-hmm. And it's always there. I think it's like the cliffhanger, though. It's the, w- the way to get you excited for the next movie, um, or even it might not be the next one in sequence, but to get you ready for the next one. And it's... I think it's just something Marvel started doing, and they're consistent with it. Um, other movies, it might not be so much. You're right; it should just be in there. Um, but I don't know. It it also I think the best thing it does is it makes people stay through the credits, and people actually do when they're sitting there not doing anything else. They actually look at some of the names of people who are working on the film, so you're getting credit for all those people who work hard. Very first post credit scene I ever remember was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just go home. You're still here. Yeah, yeah. go. go. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, some uh, some sad news. Uh, this past week, uh, an absolute legend in the comic book industry, Bernie Wrightson, passed away. Um, so that was that was pretty shocking. Um, he is. This guy has such a library of work um it's it's really hard to to nail down but i mean he co-created swamp thing um you know he he did the the comic version of mary shelley's frankenstein which is one of the most beautiful things ever um he was one of the most influential horror artists out there and the story that he did uh jennifer is just amazing um, you know, he, he worked for both DC, Marvel, uh, Epic Illustrated. Um, you know, I mean, he just did a, an absolute ton of stuff. And so, you know, I mean, to, uh, to say that, that we lost, you know, one of the most talented people ever to, to hold a, a pen and pencil is an understatement. So, um, you know, thoughts, condolences out to his friends and family and, uh, anyone that ever had the, the pleasure to meet him. What else you got? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> no, no, I just didn't, you know, what to follow up that. It's, it's always difficult to move to, yeah. to, to move on. I, I get it. I mean, you, you want to honor him. Uh, all right. that, was our, that was our moment of silence. That's what yeah. it was. All right, so here, here's one. This one is a uh, um, little bit more interesting. Uh-oh, now what do you got, Kevin? I got me the... Help me out with words. Uh... Damascene, Damascene, Damascene apricot sour by Dumbass. <laughs> Dumb- okay, what's it called Dumbass? <laughs> Dumbass apricot sour by Tin Man Brewing out of Evansville, Indiana. Oh, was that out of the bargain oh, bin, or is that just no. one of the- <laughs> not not like your mixed tail? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, this this actually uh, came from Evansville. Uh, my mother in law uh, came up, so. Uh, when she came up, she brought a bunch of beer from Indiana. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Thanks, m- thanks, mom. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, Denver Comic Con. They are taking submissions for the name the Denver Denver Comic Con beer. Uh, this is the sixth year we've talked about this. I think pretty much every year. Um, they should totally name it Drunk on Comics. <laughs> that would actually be a great name for a beer. That would be. Yeah, and we should, should submit it. You oh, should submit that. So I, I, I like all the previous names. The Fantastic Poor. Uh, Bruce Cape, Wayne. Cape Bruce Hader. <laughs> yeah. Hulk's Mash. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I have no, I have no suggestion. Yeah, but uh, well, and do, do they have a do they have a, a list of uh, front runners? At no, all? no, you just get to submit. Um, last last year's oh, was Harry Potter themed, and it was uh, Snape Ricot. Snape Ricot. See, I think they need to like after a handful of weeks, then they they show like the top runners and uh, and let people vote. Yeah, yeah. So where I'm going with this is uh, so. Uh, there's a football club in San Diego that's starting up, and they're having decided what to call the team name. So, of course, they're le- leaving it up to the fans. And uh, what, what are they? They're calling what's reading leading right now is uh, Footy McFootface. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's why you don't let it be completely fan driven. You edit the okay. We're gonna make these are the top five that are. At least well, decent that, names or appropriate names, but yeah, Footy McFootface. Well, yeah, I'd go watch the Footy McFootfaces. Yeah, you remember uh, with a year or two ago, Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface, but they never called it that. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why? Why are you, why are you gonna do it? Then? They named the stupid unmanned submarine Bodie McBoatface, which seems dumb because it's a fucking submarine. It should be submarine mix submarine face, but. <laughs> Subby. (laughs) Well, just call it Subby. I like that name. Well, speaking of names and big names, uh, rumors of Brad Pitt playing Cable? Uh, Question mark? Maybe real, maybe false? Oh, it's it's true. The Marvel has (laughs) tried and been in talks with uh, Brad Pitt. It seems more of the more recent news I've seen that it it's probably not going to happen. could have been early. Could have been early on. I don't know. You got divorced. He's probably hungry. Yeah, true, but there's some concept art that has just been leaked this week and leaked. Anything from Deadpool that is leaked, I feel is not truly leaked. It's like Ryan Reynolds is like, here, I'm going to post this and let people freak out about <laughs> yeah. it. Look, it's it's Sylvester Stallone as Nightcrawler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? But uh, I, I I saw the concept art and I go, that looks like a young Cable, but I'm like, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem grizzled enough to well, be. Brad Pitt's gotten older, so I feel like he could do the grizzled look. Uh, I'm still a fan of Ron Perlman. I just think that he's got the you know. Yeah, but with these leaks being you know what pushed out, oh, we, now, we, sh- we should ask Ron Perlman about it at Motor City Comic Con this year. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I feel like they are going to make an announcement soon. Like you don't leak these. Um, kind of showing concepts unless they want well, to get some buzz to maybe get him to see that fans want him to be. Well, they said that their production's starting in like a month or two. So, yes, these decisions are going to be made oh. uh, very, very shortly and announcements are going to come out. So I got an idea that would be awesome for for Stan Lee's cameo. What if they went way in the future and Stan Lee was super old Cable? cable. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. Yeah. I would enjoy that, actually. Uh, some, uh, some other silliness, April Fool's Day is coming up, and what that means is that can't trust the news that comes out for an entire fucking week. Yeah. You know, it seems these days you can't trust the news anyways. Well, there, okay, there is that. (laughs) Also, um, you can't, you might as well just block Tony's, uh, Facebook page for that day. Yeah. Cause, cause every year Tony's got to go, no, it's not April Fool's. (laughs) This is going to be a year where I actually say something truthful and then people won't believe it. You should. Tony's like, going to be attacked by a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help! Help! I'm being attacked by the wolf. And I'll go, oh, Tony. Yeah. 
No, Tony's gonna Tony's gonna like like reveal something like like no seriously I've got a body in my basement. <laughs> People are gonna be like, ah, you. The spiders are slowly eating him. That's that's funny. <laughs> and then Tony's like, no seriously, like I I I kill the hooker. It puts the lotion on its skin. It makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, Image is taking it one step farther, and they are doing April Fool's Day covers, which are basically just you know going to be their variant covers, and they're they're just silly, uh, fun. There, there's the Bad Rock uh, Candy Mountain nice. ones they've got, the Black Science, which is um, basically like the uh, like the uh, Uncanny Avengers style cover, and uh, like a and Young Blood style. Um, on that, you've got, uh, plastic is doing the Spider-Man marriage issue one. You've got, uh, sons of the devil doing a flash cover, which is actually really cool. Cause Brian Buccioletto worked on flash for so long. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool that they're doing stuff. They've got some other ones. Um, invincible One Thirty Five by Ryan Otley, um, Nathan Fairbane. I hate fairyland number 12. By Scotty Young, Fix number nine by Nick Spencer and Ryan Hill, Curse Words number four by Ryan Brown, Savage Dragon uh, two twenty three by Eric Larson, East to West number thirty three uh, by Nick Dragota, and Spawn two seventy two by um, Nivan Chanthera. I felt like Tony for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's going to be a ton of a uh, ton of fun covers. So I think that's going to be the week where Best on Tap is going to be really tough for us. Okay. Yes. Um. Some Star Wars news, because there's pretty much new news about that all the time, uh, is Hans, the new Han Solo movie, where we are going to learn that, well, we already kind of know what the story, at least we imagine what it's going to be, but um, we've now got more focus on, it is about him finding the Millennium Falcon and getting that, as well as meeting his co-pilot, Chewbacca, which we have in the studio right now. Wow, that's some juicy gossip there, Chewbacca. <laughs> but the biggest uh, reveal is that this is going to span um, from his life from being 18 to 24, which that's a good six years that a movie, um, how they're going to do that. Cause normally well, what they're usually going to do is go, two years later. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, man. And then they'll yeah. show something, yeah. and then it's like... Next month. <laughs> Little do we know, he was frozen in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> For five and a half years. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, that's why he wasn't scared. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Again. <laughs> Been there, done that. All right. What else? Um, well, actually, there, there was uh, some other rumor about um, Han Solo and that his name is not actually Han Solo. So I did some digging. It's actually Hans Olo. So <laughs> it's uh, like, you know, it, but he had a Gmail. So it looked like Hans Solo at gmail.com. And so he's like, uh, no, it's Hans. Hans Olo. And they're like, Hans Solo. Got it. And he's like, ah, fuck it. I'll stick with it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Uh, totally. There's there's some, uh, some other Deadpool stuff uh, out there in the comics that... I don't know if it's a tease or not, but um, Axel Alonso showed, like, you know, the little Funko Pops mm-hmm. of Deadpool and oh, Cable yeah. and had it drawn where it looked like 
um, Deadpool was was killing Cable, and it said spoiler alert hashtag Deadpool hashtag Cable hashtag X Men hashtag bromance. So I don't know. He's killing him softly with his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I would actually be happier if Cable killed Deadpool because I, I'm just really fucking tired of Deadpool at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, he's there. He's, no, he's there. he's everywhere. Yeah, that's true. I like yeah. when he's just there. Get used to it, man. My, my my favorite little. Now everyone loves him. It's like, no, you're not supposed to love him. I liked him first. Yeah, <laughs> um, he had something special. First. That's everything I had for news. I don't know if you guys had anything else. Um, just uh, just uh kind of related to Spider-Man, more Spider-Man news, that Sony is trying to do some um, spin-off movies from there, like Black Cat and a Venom, that aren't going to be related to the MCU at all, which, with what they're taking the route with uh, Spider-Man being included in the MCU and their joint ventures, you know what? I don't... Okay, cool. I, I don't need everything connected now. I do love what Marvel has built, but if you wanted to do a Black Cat movie and not have to have it tied down, I would be totally fine with that. I, see, but to me, it doesn't I take the opposite sh- stance. It doesn't take very much to do a tie-in. You drop a name here. You say this uh, about that. Oh, you're, you you mentioned the incident. You mean kind of okay. kind of like uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage yeah, and Daredevil. Like, they just, you know. They mentioned that those things happen. Yeah, uh, you know, watching Iron Fist recently, they were talking about, oh, I had this private investigator. She was great when she was sober. And that's all they said, because you needed a private investigator to do this thing that was all off camera, but you mentioned one of these characters that's going to happen. So, I mean, I get it because Sony isn't necessarily teaming up with, you know, all the inner workings with Marvel, but I just, I don't see why it's too difficult to drop a name here too. And give it a little bit of maybe because they have to pay for it, and that that that's what I was thinking too. Generally, they've come up with agreement with Spider Man and certain things, but Sony probably wants to. If they don't uh, team up with Marvel, they get all their profits from that. Where right now they're going to be sharing um, Mm -hmm. the distribution and all that. That that could be why they want to do standalone. But to be honest, if you make a good fucking movie, just make it. Yeah. Um, And I would love to see more um, more of that. So, so yeah. me too. I want to see more good movies. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of movies, actually, um, I got a little uh, around the the interwebs uh, to quick uh, depart on on some of you guys. Okay. I don't know how big is AMC theaters. That's not just a Michigan based, right? No, they're big. It's, it's, yeah, nas- they're big. it's national. If you have an AT and T uh, phone number, wireless plan, on Tuesdays it's uh, buy one get one free tickets. So you can go to any AMC, regardless or, of day of the week. No, every Tuesday. Yeah, oh, as long okay. as it's that, a Tuesday. That, that, yeah, I, hey, if Saturday's I, Tuesday, I, man. I, you heard, can get a buy I one get one free. My Dutch side said, <laughs> "Dump all you heard before." I gotta go. I'm like, yeah. I think AMC's are. I think are those. I think they're Regal theaters. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, if you have an AMC near you and you have AT and T as your wireless carrier. That's a pretty good deal. I'm I'm just imagining you to go in there and go. Did anybody with AT and T buy just one ticket today? <laughs> I would like their free ticket. I don't care what the movie is. No, I I, I found this out. One of my friends told me because we're gonna go see Power Rangers um, this coming up week, and buy one get one free. Sweet. I then looked into Celebration uh, Cinema theaters as well. 
they have Taco Tuesday, which in asterisk there says we actually don't have tacos here, but you can go see any movie for five bucks with, they have a small list of exceptions, um, which in this past week looking at it, Beauty and the Beast was really like the only one that looked worthwhile to go see that was an exception. So I'm pretty sure any of their juggernauts that they're making tons of money on, you won't be able to see for five bucks. But it looked like you could go see Logan if you haven't already seen it yet. You go see that for five bucks on a Tuesday there too. So that's saving you some some money for uh, more comic books. I'm waiting, where's the taco? Where's the taco? Where can I get? Do they have discount tacos somewhere else? More tacos. Taco truck outside the doors. I need more tacos. And chimichangas. Yeah. So. And the last uh, last uh, little uh, interweb fund is uh, go to our O'Reilly Auto Parts online and search for... Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 121G. That's what you want to search for. Just search for it. I don't even want to say what it brings up, but it's a part that everyone needs for their car. God damn it, Tony. Seriously? <laughs> What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the promo code again? I, I was... I blah, 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 blah. No, just search 121G. Okay. At O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah. Just look up that part number. Oh, oh, yep. It'll bring oh, you to what you need. Oh, yep. Oh, oh, it is... Uh, oh, it's pretty awesome. Oh, 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 so. Um, so, take a trip down the Indy Turnpike? Yeah. It's time for a little Indy Turnpike. You guys ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're going to die! There's a big dog in the middle of the road! Boom! Ah, oh, I've seen it a million times. <laughs> all right, uh, this week, this this actually is kind of interesting. Um, I'm all number twos this week. <laughs> That's weird. Is this is about Two Face. No, robbing the I, second national Gotham Bank of all of its two dollar bills on February second. I think it's just about. <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe you just thought of that. I didn't think of that. I oh. totally stole that from Holy Musical Batman, but oh. yeah. Uh, this is Heathen, number two, from Vault, uh, which is a new publisher. And Vault Comics, um, okay, this book is written by Natasha Alterici. She uh, actually wrote and drew this, I should say. Uh, letters by Rachel Deering. Um, this book is about a Viking girl. Who, Go on. Yeah, see, all of a sudden Matt went, wait, what? Huh? Vikings? A Viking girl who kissed another girl. And so she ends up... Those taste like cherry chapstick? Yeah, she kissed... Well, she liked it. <laughs> um, but so uh, basically she is has been banished from her her community. What are you laughing at, Kevin? Please say it. <laughs> yeah, we can't think of dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's why you have to say okay, it. Okay, there's a VCR board game that I played... In, when I was a teenager, it was called Nightmare, and a guy would pop up during the VCR game, and he would cry, <laughs> You're banished! <laughs> End of story. Oh, God. <laughs> oh fuck. Um... <laughs> You just need to start sometime when another episode. You just need to bring <laughs> bring the banished. <laughs> All right. So this Viking girl who kissed another girl. It's banished. 
I didn't know the Vikings to be so conservative with their. Uh... <laughs> it's basically like spirit. Like, spirit. Yeah, he's got like jazz hands going on. <laughs> All right. The way you were Viking, starting. Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. yeah. Yeah. So this this girl that waves her hands a lot. <laughs> um. All right. So anyway, this this girl uh, has been has been banished. <laughs> And basically, like, it, it's a result of because, uh, you know, her kissing a girl is against the customs of the Vikings. And so her father had um, had to dole out her punishment in front of the entire, you know, community or, or in front of the elders or whatever. They gave him options of either uh, death or marriage. She could go get married to someone or she had to be put to death. He chose death. And actually, rather than kill her took her out into the woods, cut her, uh, cut her, um, you know, ropes off of her wrist and, and let her free. And so, um, this is kind of her story, her searching for, um, her searching for someone who has been punished by Zeus himself. Odin? Uh, or Odin. Sorry. Odin. Um, sorry. And, uh, her, you know, it's, it's Brynhild is who she's going to rescue. And I, I don't want to give too much of the detail away because it's actually really kind of kind of an interesting story. And as she goes to uh, to do that, uh, she, you know, she they're, they're looking for Valkyries. It's, it's very much in that fun, you know, Norse mythos uh, of, of what's going on. And, you know, you actually get to... Um, you, you actually get to run into uh, Freya as well in here. She's not quite as as nice as you're used to in, <laughs> in, in uh, Marvel comics. Yeah, you know, not not. And she's Vi- a, Viking gods tended to be a little, you know, harsh. Yeah, and she's also a lot more topless than the Marvel version. So t- I saw Tony's eyes go. Wait, what? There's boobies in here. Yeah, Kevin's uh, eyes got big too. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's like, wait, porn? What? <laughs> um. So yeah, here I'll I'll just kind of show you. Um, I like that cover. Now that you opened it, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, full, full spread. That's a that's a ni- that's a nice uh, cover that spans yeah uh, the front and the back. And and this this cover uh, for credit is uh, Tess Fowler and Tamara Bond Villain, or that did that. Now the other part that was fun with this is on the cover you see two wolves. The opening part of this story is actually two wolves that are talking. They're immortal. They're basically you know some sort of god. Or some other sort of immortal being, but they're they're brothers, and they see um, the the main character's horse, who has been kind of set free to go back towards home by her owner. Walking, they're like, you know what, brother? It's been a long time since we've we've hunted together. Let's go. And it's like, all right. Well, the one wolf gets his foot trapped in you know like a in in the animal trap, the big mm-hmm. bear trap style, and the horse actually helps save them and they're like all right you know well cool we, we aren't gonna we aren't gonna kill you anymore blah blah, blah. And, and as the horse walks away it, there was just one really beautiful moment when they're like you know what i like him i'm glad we didn't have to eat him <laughs> you know? and i'm like but issue one of this again it's actually it's funny that that both my books have one thing in common this week other Ish- than two <laughs> yes other than two but it's actually the same reason why i didn't Wait, review so this is the second Thing that they have in common so yes two, two things they have in common <laughs> yep two things 
Um, the reason I didn't review these books last month when they came out was I wasn't completely sold on issue one. I really liked both of them a lot and I wanted more, but I wasn't sold until I read issue two. And then I went, all right, I'm in. Um, the pacing on this one is actually a lot better than the first issue. The first issue, um, I got done and I went, wait, that went too fast. I, I need more. Like I, and it's great cause I wanted more. So, I mean, that, that job was accomplished by the book, but I really felt like I needed to have more. Like I wasn't completely fulfilled on issue one with this book. Issue two starts fleshing out this world, this universe, who she is, you know, who the other characters are. And I've really started to enjoy it. And you really start to develop a little bit closer personal relationship with the characters in the book. So um, check out Heathen, number two, from Vault. And uh, I, th I think you guys will like it. All right. Tony, you got booze in a book for us? That I do, my friend. That I do, brother. Uh, brother. The... <laughs> okay, brother. Aww. This week's booze in the book is going to be a bit of a tease on the central Wait, what everyone wants to know. Is it Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows number five? <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw it in there for... The only I was going to review this book, actually, um, but I didn't want to really give away the plot of it because it's something that you need to read. It's, it's um, the big reveal after Original Sins, and what I'm talking about is Unworthy Thor number five. Um, this book title chaptered the whisper and we get to finally hear what nick fury said in thor's ear to make him unworthy wait what that's awesome i haven't read this one yet yeah and part of the reason why i didn't want to just go in to explain it but to kind of tease a little bit is with the beer that um that i'm going to pair it with it's a good fucking series though this uh and it's being built off of what jason aaron uh started way back when with um with God Bomb in um in that original series. Thor God of Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Jason Aaron is one of the last Marvel architects that cares about continuity and an overall story. I mean people I shit on Bendis all the time. He does some things right, but a lot of times he just doesn't care about he just wants to make his own He wants stuff. to make a really cool story that surprises people and stuff. Yeah. But but Jason Aaron just has a, a long game to make and this goes right into it and it's going to start the new series which um has partly to do with a new uh war thor which is the big tease at the end but even that's war thor anything like the war doctor who's the war doctor oh man you guys aren't nerds <laughs> or nerds of a different kind never mind doctor who fans out there are going who oh no who? The art, everything. This I have to say, issue four was probably the best out of all of them because it had some backstory with, with talking about Thor originally trying to lift the hammer. What's the booze? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to tease it a little bit more. Um, this is the foreplay. It's just it, it, yeah, but at some point it gets uncomfortable. You're starting to get near my butt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before I get into the booze. Uh, the the beer is called I Want to Believe. Um, it's a New Year New England style double IPA. Um, flavors are melon, berry, and tropical fruit. And I've had this before when I visited my friend in Chicago because this brewery used to be called South Loop Chicago uh, South Loop Brewing. 
but they have now changed their name to uh, Hot Butcher. So, if you have if that rings a bell to anything, um, that's what he whispered partially in his ear. Nice. And I was kind of like, at first, I was like, that that's it. But then when I started thinking about the ramifications and everything that has happened in Jason Aaron's run, and that's where truly to really believe what this said to make him unworthy, you really need to know the backstory. You really need to know um, all this stuff that, that Jason Aaron has made. Otherwise, people will be like, huh? But it was a beautiful one sentence that I'm like, damn, that was amazing. So that is my booze in the book for the week. All right. Who's got last call? Anybody? Um, I didn't get to finish reading it, but uh, Doctor Strange Punisher Magic Bullets number four came out. It is a fun story of uh, Doctor Strange teaming up with Punisher and having to fight mobsters that have uh, demon mystical uh, powers. So, kind of like the Magic Bullets, yeah. I I don't I don't think the microphone's actually in the mouth of that mask. I, I just think that that was a really good uh, review and last call from Chewy. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, all I got to say is I hope you're all still reading Letter 44. Number 31 came out. I saw out the end week. is near. Uh, actually, I switched to trades. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, once I'm, once I'm 20 in and I know, I know when the end is coming, yeah. I'll just it's near. I'll just stick. I'll just stick with it. Speaking of Charles Soule, uh, that is my one book that I had here uh, for last call was Daredevil number eighteen. Um, I think this came out last week, but it was in my stack, and I got I don't remember what was this week and what was last. Uh, but Charles Soule and Ron Garney are just doing an awesome job on on Daredevil, and Ron Garney's artwork is just fucking fantastic. So. All right, it's a good last call. Um, yeah, it's uh, been fun as usual. Yeah, every time that we record, <laughs> every single week. All right, Tony. So, have. so what you don't know is that we voted. Um, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> I voted off the island. Yeah, but that's okay because, like, in six issues, we're gonna bring you back. So no, that works. No, but uh, kind, kind of like in seventy-five issues, I came back. Yeah. <laughs> and so did Kevin. But it's it's been uh it's been a wild ride, uh taking over the helm of the ship and and having you three gone. Um as new listeners who may be like, Who the fuck are these three other guys that are on the show that we just kind of went right into it pretending <laughs> nothing has changed because to be honest, nothing has changed. That was so much fun recording with you guys today. And it was just that that's how we fucking always were in this studio. That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. And it really makes me say, hey, we got to actually do this a little bit more often than a uh, significant uh, milestone. milestone. <laughs> uh, and instead of always saying, like, our favorites, we kind of held back on some things. But then the same shit got brought up all the time. I can't speak. Kevin will start maniacally, maniacally laughing, which gets me laughing even more. And... <laughs> That was actually one of me and Derek's goals. Yeah. Today we texted. We just got to get Kevin to laugh so hard. And you did it yourself with the fantasy in there. Like, I, I, make, I make terrible jokes that just won't die. And yeah. I can't stop butting in, so. Yeah. <laughs> but for for some listeners who've uh, stuck with the program for a while, uh, let's quick do a quick update before we wrap up the show with uh, what's new in your guys' personal lives and what's you know what has been taking up your time. I have three kids. And um, you know what causes that, right? 
I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Uh, let's see. Almost finishing up a master's in education, teaching full-time high school social studies, uh, about to move and sell my house. Uh, so, and yeah, three kids. Uh, oh, this is five. So uh, very little free time, but, uh, you know, squeezing what I can. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not in the same boat with three kids, but I mean, kids, and I mean, they, there's kid. Yeah, unless, kid. unless there's something I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I almost, I think I actually went down the road of pets as children. I don't want to be that one of those people. Oh God, I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah, my my fur babies. <laughs> No, I, no I, I live on the other side of town, so, you know, it, 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 that's part of the reason why I kind of dwindled down and fizzled out. and uh, That and rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but I, I honestly, uh, I, I read a little bit, but I don't read as much as I used to when we were part of the show. Most of my, actually, most of my reading happens when I travel for work, which is a bunch. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, since I left 75 episodes ago, um, I have gone out and started a new podcast called Comic Pros and Cons. You can check that at comicprosandcons.com. Find it on iTunes. Find it on Stitcher. And I am still talking comic book stuff. I am just now talking the process with the actual creators themselves. So every week it's a new guest and we talk about what they're working on why they make choices this way and that, which is actually why I knew so much about what's going on with Stegman and, and what he, what he's been doing. Cause I talked to him about, uh, about renew your vows here, you know, a couple months ago on the show. And it was, it was awesome just getting him to, you know, open up. And, and, you know, when I, I told him, I said, dude, I said, you're, it's like, it's like, you're not afraid. I mean, it's just balls out. And he actually said, yeah, he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm so comfortable doing Daredevil that I take bigger chances. Or I'm sorry, not Daredevil. I'm looking at Daredevil. Uh, with doing Spider-Man, that I, I will take bigger chances because my comfort level is there. And that's the cool part for me because one thing that I've always loved about comics is not just the stories, but I want to know the process behind them. I want to know. like I mean, I, I look at the art form of it and the entire picture, and I, I absolutely love it. So um, that's podcasting-wise, that's new. Job-wise, I'm still in sales. I'm just selling something different than I was last time. And uh, I'm getting married in three months. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe it's going to finally happen. Yeah. Something that I, when we first started the show, thought we were, well, I mean, you were, you uh, weren't, you weren't I, married yet. No, I wasn't, were, I was married. But we knew yeah. you were, Matt was married. We knew you were going to get that place. I thought me and, yeah, was me just and Derek be... were going to be the heterosexual life mates. Yep. And, uh, well... <laughs> Tony, um, so I mean, you know, now that I'm I'm getting married, I I just want you to know I've I've got you a bottle of lotion, so <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. That's everything new with me. All right. Well, I thank you guys for uh, coming and celebrating episode yeah, 250. Yeah, thanks for being accommodating to, to our huh? schedules. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, keep reading your comics, and we'll be back next week to talk to you more about them then. This is where we do a fart noise or something. <laughs> Nerdly nuggets. Finishing. <laughs> 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 <laughs>